never any doubts in my mind because I'm the best in the world, even though a lot of you don't like to hear it. I just, it's fact, I'm the best, you know what I mean? I sometimes, I don't want to believe in myself, but it's the truth, I'm the best. Fresh green, only. Fresh green, only. Fresh green, only. Murmur it up, T-Bags. Fresh green, only. Fresh green, only. Fresh green, only. It's still real to me, damn it! Fresh Green Bowling! What's up, guys? How the hell you doing, Kale? I'm doing alright, bro. I'm in, uh... Got in that win category. There you go. Got the dub. Don't know what that's like. It's a tough season for some of us out here. Yeah. And it just gets tougher. It's alright. It'll... It'll, it'll turn around. It'll turn around for you. It will turn around. You got a good team. Yeah, I just wish they would, you know, not miss games randomly. I think that's what everyone wishes for right now. I feel like I'm being selfish. Not selfish. I'm just fucking pissed. There's no, there's no getting getting around it. Well, at least you have the greatest podcast in the world. That is, that is absolutely true. Um, I do want to start out with saying. Um, Max, you haven't lost. Yeah, it's... You haven't lost this year. Don't lose when it matters the most. Exactly, but what I really want to really hit home, Max didn't start a defense this week. He was one of the highest scoring teams and was a point away from handing out dicks. Which I guess just justifies Michael's uh, desire to eliminate defense and special teams. Probably not, no. It just means that Max has a awesome team. He's riding the Chiefs. I'm sorry, guys. I gave him Patrick Mahomes. Costin made an awful mistake. I regret it, so... If that's any consolation, do you not listen to Michael in the back of your head? I know it's not, but when he don't you hear his voice saying, "Don't trade Max, your good players." I feel like he's been saying it for like three fucking years. He has, um, but at the same time, I traded Michael my good players last year, so yeah, and we saw how that fucking worked out. Had to look at those goddamn awesome shoes. Hmm. Max is due for a championship. Max is due for that's a championship. Just, that's to say the least. Is this is this the year? No. no. Ouch. It's when he sneaks in as like a five seed or something is when he finally wins it. He needs he needs to have a shithawks team in order to win that ship. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Which which is what tip to tip looks like this year. Yeah, this is the first win we've had in three weeks or so, and um, we're gonna ride it. We're gonna we're gonna go on a streak all the way to the championship. All right, there you go. You heard it here first, folks. Well, let's just get into the trades. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you for real? See you guys in the playoffs. He trade raped you. You've been trade raped. Did not trade rape me. Yes, okay. Yeah, we got one. Who got raped? Uh, I don't think anyone did in this, and it was pretty. There were some needs. Uh, yeah. So, the buff soldiers, Max, he acquired DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson. Is it DeAndre or Deon? It's DeAndre, right? Um, D Swift and A Peterson. That's how irrelevant he is right now. Yep, and mixing it up, got Leonard Fournette. And Gardner Minshew, so he needed a quarterback. Makes fucking sense. Why did he need, did? Oh yeah, mixing it up needed a quarterback because. Ooh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, Dak. That was that was rough. Um, as a guy who made a commercial, um, making fun of the Cowboys last week, I'm very sorry to hear it, Cowboys fans. Nobody nobody wants to see that. That was that was rough, especially over and over again on replay. Yeah. Like, we seen it the first time. And then, was I forgot if it was Monday or Tuesday, they uh, they blocked it like a Japanese bukkake. They just kind of blurred it out. And believe me, I know my Japanese bukkakes. Not familiar 
with Bukakis of the Japanese varietal. But who do you How think? How about American? No? Mainly the term Bukaki. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's like 30 dudes coming on a girl's face. Okay, so I have seen some Japanese Bukaki. No, Chinese Bukaki. I've seen Chinese, not Japanese. Everyone, that that's very um, geographically correct of you, I guess. That's, could you tell by like her nasal canal? I could tell um, from, from the Mandarin, like she spoke. Oh, damn. Oh, you one of those. I'm usually not paying attention to their Mandarin when I'm watching Bukaki, but speaking of Bukaki, let's get into our top ten Bukakis. Uh, who am I kidding? Um, if there is a segment that is a Bukaki, though, it is definitely the cream of the crop. Let me say it out loud. The cream of the crop. I am the cream. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop! The cream of the crop. That is right. That is the top ten players on the week. Um, a lot of newcomers, eh, Kale? Yeah, a few new faces in the top ten from week five. Coming in at number ten, DeAndre Hopkins, 28.1 points. Seven targets, six receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he's been there before. He's going to be there again. Yep, uh, absolutely, especially with uh, number nine, his cohort, comrade, and colleague, Kyler Murray, 28.6 points. He had 380 passing yards, one passing touchdown, and one interception. He also had uh, 31 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, enough for number nine on the week. Coming in at number eight, the fill-in, Mike Davis. Getting Todd 29.4 points on the week. 89 rushing yards, adding nine receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. What's going to happen when CMC comes back? It will be CMD for Mike Davis. All right, and on to number seven or six, depending on the way you do it, because we actually have a tie. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 29.6 points, 340 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. He also had an interception. 21 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, it was funny. He had kind of an off game, but still top 10. Yes, and the tiebreaker goes to the best beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick. 29.6 points. He's also the smartest, too. Three touchdowns. Uh, God. Uh, taking it to the uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. Real fast, too. That was a shocker. Real quick. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe uh, the Fitz, the magic, it's it's alive. Yeah, the magic is definitely alive. Number five, though, uh, well, is you know Fitzpatrick actually took his job at one point. Ryan Tannehill, thirty point two points, one hundred ninety five passing yards, but three touchdowns, forty two rushing yards, and a touchdown against a stout. Buffalo Bills defense. One without Tredavious White, but still a stout defense. Yeah, we kind of thought the Bills were legit. And uh, they might still be, but Tennessee... Well, yeah, took it to them. Tennessee, it's where the whiskey flows like wine and the meth labs are divine. You heard it here first. Mountain Dew in every cup. All the dentists just gave up. <laughs> Coming in at number four, a free agent. Mike Williams. At least he... Is he still a free agent? In our league? Yes. Yes, and I'm deleting all of this. Why? So nobody fucking knows. He's on his bye week right now. That's why his name wasn't up towards the top of the list. Mike Williams is a free agent, guys. (laughs) And all this is deleted. He is number four on the week. 31.4 points. Go spend your fab. Are you really deleting this, or are you leaving this? Time will tell. Time will tell. Hey, it's it's telling me to add the number four player from number uh, from week five. He scored thirty one point four points, coming down with some 
excellent grabs when when it mattered the most. Couldn't get that first down when it mattered uh, for his team for that win. But hey, thirty one point four. Are you putting in a waiver in right now? I mean, it doesn't matter for me. I don't got any money. Okay. Well, I mean, you can still put it in, still get them though. Waivers will go through by the time this episode's out. Think about it. Are Number you? three, Travis Fulgham. I am not. I have way too many wide receivers. Travis Fulgham, 34.2 points. Uh, just a massive game. Ten receptions, 152 yards, one receiving touchdown. Welcome, Travis Fulgham. Brandon Cooks, hey, I didn't want you on my team. I dropped you. You made me pay for it. I blame the fantasy footballers. They told me that you, that you were retired. But, hey, it turns out you're still playing. You scored 36 points. Wow. Would have been nice. I probably would have had to start you if you were on my roster still. But instead, I started some person who did not get me 39 points. Eight receptions, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, congratulations. You have succeeded without your head coach. Maybe this is what is expected in the future. Maybe, maybe. And then number one, Chase Claypool. What'd he do? A good player. I grant you that. 10 points a game, sure. 20 points even, absolutely. And all of a sudden, this guy comes out of nowhere, scores four touchdowns, gains 200 yards, drops a 40-burger on me. You know what? I hope this guy gets mouth cancer. Yeah, 43.1 points, dropping that 40-burger. Six rushing yards with a rushing touchdown. He also had seven receptions, 110 yards, and three receiving touchdowns. These rookies have been great this year. And who got him? I got him. You got him? Yeah. You got both rookies. Uh, You got got a bunch of rookies on your team Uh, right now. I got two rookies. Uh, No. I've got got four four rookies. rookies. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Well, one of them hasn't done jack shit. You know what's working out, though? Well, I mean, they're putting up points. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is not. Dobbins is not. But T. Higgins is... an injury away from being a RB one and a half. That's true, but fuck, these guys are resilient. Anyway, but yeah, T. Higgins, he's been doing well. Yeah, now you got Claypool. Edward Solaire. I'm just rolling with the young cats. Joe Burrow. I'm of age where I can call people young cats. He's old, guys. Yep, definitely old. Not as old as uh, as old Clarence or Keller, but still old. Anyway, fuck it. I don't. I don't want to think about my mortality anymore. Let's just get into the week five recap. It's a recap. Let me get start us off. All right, week five, we had um, some disappointment. We had some excitement and everything in between. We had high points coming from Let Dalvin Cook. How many points did he put up? 174.8. And for that, you, sir, get the drop. That game is fun. Oh my god. A new high score! What does high score mean? New high score, is that bad? What does that mean? Should I break it? Good job, Clarence. You beat Brock in spectacular fashion. Brock, Brock's team did not show up in week five. And for that, you get this. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row? Pretty sure that's the first time I've gotten that. That, it's... First or second? <coughs> it's... Ah, I hate this That shit. is a long a long run of dicks that have been given out for you to just now get the first set of dicks. My team is always very middling. I seem to recall last week you said you weren't worried about Baltimore uh, Ravens defense. No, no, I started the Ravens defense. Well, what happened? You started Joe Burrow. I didn't... Joe Burrow, who's been playing great against a good defense, or Carson Wentz, who hasn't been playing great this year with nobody against a good defense. 
I understand the logic. And it flipped. It, it, did, it did flip. It doesn't matter. If Even if I set the Either perfect way, lineup, I still lost. You were getting those 37 dicks. The fucking Scotty Miller. God damn it, we'll get into it. We'll get right into it. Um, losing side, Brock. He put up 115 points. Tough to win when you only put up 115 points. Respectable, but Joe Burrow, .5. He got half a point for you. Miles Sanders breaking off a 70-some-yard touchdown run, totaling 80-some yards on the day. All his production came. Uh, he Well, he got a couple touchdowns. Clyde, you're wanting more out of Clyde, 11.5. DJ Chark getting hurt. Scooter Miller. Just blaze. Oh, baby. Oh, Big O. Zero from Miller. Hunter Henry, 10.3. Darius Slayton, 20 points. Uh, yeah, it took advantage of that Dallas defense. Kirk Cousins, 11.7. And the Ravens D getting you 32 points. Oh, baby. On the winning side, on the high points of the week side, let Dalvin Cook, 26.5. Josh Jacobs, uh, out of Jared Cook, 26.5 out of Jared Cook, Jared, Jared Goff. Uh, given Brock's history, we just assumed it was Jared Cook putting up 26 points against him. But Josh Jacobs, 24. Dalvin Cook, 20. Robbie Anderson, 19.5. Gallup. Uh, the low spot on your team with 10.3. Jonu Smith, 19.5 points on Tuesday night. Derrick Henry, 20.8 points on Tuesday night. These guys are going up on a Tuesday. Teddy Bridgewater, 23.3. Wish I would have took that trade when you offered it to me. I didn't. Cardinals defense getting you 10 points. Let Dalvin Cook is up to three and two. Brock, ODB, and the eight pound shits have literally fallen to eight ounces of shit. I feel like if, since my team is shitty, shouldn't it actually go up in weight? You know, I'll, I'll... Or, or is the shit in this case good? I would say the shit is is good. It's good shit. It's good shit. That's that good shit. Because it's ODBs. It is. that The big, big baby Jesus. The crown prince of Brooklyn. Is there still time for you to turn it around, Brock? I, I honestly don't know. And I... I, I think there is. Th- there is. I mean, it's still pretty close. I mean, six places is three and two. You know, I'm one and four. I, I just... I need a win streak. And I got some schedules opening up. I just need some health. We'll we'll see. Am I out of it? No. Is it probable? No. But I've seen crazier shit happen. Kyle started like zero and three, zero and four, and won it with that team. And I, I think you have a good team. I do too. I, it, and that's the thing that's driving me insane. I kind of feel like Michael last year in week three, where he just traded everyone. But I I like him. I like him, and they're they're producing. They're just not producing at the same fucking time. But enough about my goddamn team. I'm ready to be done with that. Um, so I, 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 I fucking called this one. Let's go see the entire hotel, shall we? I'll take you on a quick tour. Well, and then you can all get back to your suck fest. Uh, a, we're not here for a suck fest. We're here for the convention. There's been a little mix up, which is why. Okay, uh, I like I like convention tours. Okay, me, I'm I'm at a convention, a fucking suck fest convention here at the National Inn. Hey, assholes! More assholes for your big suck fest tonight. How's the suck fest going, assholes? You know the suck fest in here? What's the kind of person to say a toad so? But you know what? A toad so. A fucking a toad so. I did fucking a toad so. Called that one. Weapons of ass destruction, 104.1 points. This makes up for all those 150 point losses that you had the first two weeks of the season to mud. 82 points 
Oh man, well you, you get this one. Not only were you part of the Suckfest, you you just you just need to get your shit together. Get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. And if you gotta take it somewhere, take it somewhere, you know? Take it to the shit store and sell it. Or put it in a shit museum. I don't care what you do. You just gotta get it together. Get your shit together. That's right. Looking real shitty. But let's get into uh, it on that losing side. I'm kind of kind of lost here. Where's Mud coming from? His team's Mud. Bottom. Bottom barrel. I don't know. He doesn't have a player named Mud, and it's better than George Kittles with Sammy's and Mostert. Okay, I'll accept. <laughs> In the quarterback spot, Jimmy Caroppolo, negative 2.5. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Haven't got to play that one this season, so that was nice. Jarek McKinnon, 1.5. Josh Kelly, 5.3. Traquan Smith, 1.8. Devontae Parker, one of the bright spots, 14 points. George Kittle, 6.4. Raheem Mostert, 15.4. Drew Brees, 22.1. And then the Cleveland Browns, 18 points. So, a couple bright spots, but not bright enough. Well, it was bright. Just on his bench, Tannehill would have won him the game had he started him over Jimmy Garoppolo. But such as fantasy football. You never make the right start-sit decisions, um, especially when they matter the most. Only Max does that. On the winning side, 104 points out of Keller. Got him the win. Matt Ryan, 6 points. Ezekiel Elliott, 25. Kamara, 18.9. The two-headed monster is still alive. Tyler Boyd, 6.2. Terry McLaurin, 4.1. Rob Gronkowski, 7.7. Outproducing Mo. I don't want to hear about it. Brandon Ayuk getting 6.9 points. And Justin Herbert, 27.3 points. Oh, almost getting that win over the Saints. And the Chiefs defense getting you two points. Everybody's saying shut up about Mo because he's not doing anything now. And I will. But when he comes back, I'm going to start talking again. Weapons of ass destruction. Three and two. Mud. One and four. It was muddy indeed. On to the next matchup. We have the Buff Soldiers. 145.6 points. Five and oh. Glizzy Gods, 87.2 points. They have fallen to two and three after a two and zero start, but we'll get into it. Uh, Max's team we talked about: Patrick Mahomes twenty nine point six, Jerry Jeff Robinson nine points, finally falling back to earth. Tonio Gibson nine point six, Cooper Cup twelve point one, Tyreek Hill eighteen point eight, and then Travis Kelsey twenty four point eight points. Uh, CD Lamb twenty one point four, Gardner Minshew twenty point three. And then the Patriots, I'm not even going to play the fucking zero drop for that one because that's more impressive than anything else. <laughs> yeah, you don't got to start all your players. You still get the win. Glizzy Gods um, continuing to struggle. Uh, looks like a three-game losing streak for Stu there. Josh Allen getting 16.3 on Tuesday night. Latavius Murray and Malcolm Brown as your two starting running backs you know what you can expect any more out of them 6.7 and 3.5 John Brown where there is no smoke there is no fire Juju Smith-Schuster getting you 4.8 points Uh, Chase Claypool Taking all the TDs there. Evan Ingram, 9 points. Curtis Samuel, 9.9. And Watson, uh, having a game. Yeah. 27 points. Bears defense getting you 10. It was not enough. C2 is 2 and 3. Buffalo Soldiers, 5 and 0. Oh. In the next recap, we have mixing it up. 
Going up against the Brown Cunts Matter. Uh, Michael taking down Connor, 142 to 120. Uh, big loss here for uh, Connor. Not only did he lose the week, he lost his stud quarterback. Dak Prescott, compound fracture, breaking his ankle, breaking his leg. Guaranteed money would sound really good right now. 11.8 out of Dak. Chris Carson, 18.9. Joe Mixon, getting you 16.4. Amari Cooper, 3.3. DK, DK Metcalf getting you 26 points. Darren Waller, 15.3. Keenan Allen, before he got hurt, getting you 9.9. Daniel Jones, 7 points. And the Seahawks defense, 12 points. Yep, sadly not enough. Keenan Allen got a quick 9.9, enough to make Michael sweat a little bit on a Monday. Over on the other side for Michael. Fitzpatrick, we talked about him, 29.6 points. James Conner, 16.8. Kareem Hunt, 19.8. DeAndre Hopkins, 28.1. Mike Evans, 13.6. Eric Ebron, 5.8. Looked good. Till he fumbled, then it wasn't so good. Odell Beckham, 10.3. Big Dick Nick, 9.5. And then the Cowboys defense, 9 points. That was enough to send him to three and two, and on the other side, mixing it up falls to two and three. On to our next matchup, though. We have the fetus eaters. Todd taking the win, one hundred forty-four point four to one hundred twenty-four point nine, taking out the golden god. Yeah, um, I think we expected a different outcome here, but Todd getting it done. Tom Brady. Doing you a little bit of a favor, 13.5. Le'Veon Bell, 8.2 in his return. Mike Davis, like we mentioned, number eight, nine player on the week. Allen Robinson getting you 17. DJ Moore. I think he's kind of getting his swagger back. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. Mark Andrews, 15.6. Will Fuller, 13.8. Jamison Crowder. Uh, surprise. He is producing. 25.6 points. And the 49ers defense, one point in the loss to the Miami Dolphins. Yep, over on the other side for Mark, the losing team, Lamar Jackson, 12.8 points. Just not doing what he was doing last year by any means. Todd Gurley, 27 points. Boston Scott barely escaping a goose, 0.3 points. Justin Jefferson falling back to earth, 3.8. Stephon Diggs, 18.6. Dalton Schultz, 1.1. A.J. Brown, I am glad they held him out because he looked real damn good. Uh, 18.7 points. Kyler Murray, we talked about him at 28.6. And then the Buccaneers defense, 14 points. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's tough when you got to start Boston Scott as your RB2. But that's what happened for uh, Mark this week. Two and three. Fetus Heaters, three and two. Like Brock said, let's get on to our next recap. I'm happy to say, tip to tip, got a much needed win over Chef Russ and the Medical Marijuana Suppositories. Yep, that was definitely improbable. Uh, tip to tip, 133.9 points. They had Ben Roethlisberger with 20.5 points. Rojo playing real well, 18 points. David Johnson, very solid, 14.3. Nicole Hardman, 7. Adam Thielen, 25.8. Big game. Tyler Higby, 2.2. He's about ready for three touchdowns in a game very soon. Miles Gaskin coming alive, 21.6 points. P. River, 4.5 points. And then the Los Angeles Rams defense gave you 20. Rams, nope. Rams defense. Uh, I like it. Yeah, definitely. On the other side, for Chef Russ and the medical marijuana suppositories, Russell Wilson, 21.8. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 14.7. Jonathan Taylor, 15.4. Robert Woods, 18.1. Tyler Lockett, though, 6.4. Hayden Hurst, 1.8. 
Uh, Calvin Ridley, another big game, 24.6 points. Deontay Johnson. The big difference right there. Yeah, yeah. Early, early concussion. uh, Half a point on his side. And then the Steelers' defense, eight points. So, uh, rough loss, but Chef Russ is 3-2 and on the other side, tip to tip. Got another win under their belts at 2-3. and How's it feel? Well, it feels okay. I said I wasn't going to make any more trades until we got that dub. Now now it's trade time. Now it's trade time. Send in your offer. Come at me, bro. I got five RB2s. There you go. You heard. That is legit. That's what I have. That's what Costin has. Um, If anybody needs running backs, you know, just send over a trade. All right. Well, we will uh, get into our commercial and then get into our week six preview. Have you ever banged a person? I mean really bang a person. Then leave that person only to realize maybe you should have just kept on banging? Well, that's what happened with a very large group of bozos. The year was 2017. People thought they were Spanish and wouldn't stop singing Despacito. Kendrick Lamar released a fucking classic. And some ginger bitch, not Michael Wyatt, was singing about Shapes of You. Mac on It's Always Sunny showed the world his ass pounder 4000 and to the shock of nobody came out as gay. Do you know what else was gay? Everybody leaving because of an auction draft. But everyone came back. Kale and Austin put their tips together, a varying girth size of course, and the tactic showed some success. This is our first and only co-commissioned team. Uncut and unbreakable, Shane got the one seed in 2017. He had the second highest points scored, but one extra win over the bro team, and even had 213 points for the highest scoring game of the season. But the one seed fell in the second round. Instead, it was the bro team, Costin known to some, the second seed, that took the crown with 190 points to a 100-point win over Michael Wyatt and hanging with Hernandez. This made Kale the first two-time FGBL champion. For some reason, we lost the records to the Loser Bowl champion this year, so not sure who won that. Over the offseason, though, the single most important thing to happen to the FGBL that is not the initial year of the FGBL happened. One summer day, a red-eyed and most certainly drunk Kale had an idea. The idea was the FGBL podcast. I jumped at the opportunity, and we ran with it. With shitty equipment that I lugged over to the house every week, we got this cocksucker off the ground to entertain the tens of you. On equipment older than Connor, and Kyle more than likely, we sounded like we were underwater, and like we would fail miserably. But we rose like Michael Vick after he came out of prison, and started releasing classic episode after classic episode. We are now internationally known as the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. 2018 was the first year of the podcast, and it also led us to an entertaining draft, and a win so improbable it made Austin's pubes stand up. At the draft, Kyle thought it was a good idea to spend a large sum of real fake draft money for Jarek McKinnon. What he was unaware of is that McKinnon was already seriously injured and would not play another snap until 2020. Max showed up with the one seed, a soon-to-be common occurrence with one of the most overpowering teams in the history of the FGBL. But out of fucking nowhere, the whistling bungholes whistled Dixie right past the competition somehow won the title. It was like when the Mighty Ducks took out Team Iceland and Mighty Ducks 2, just extremely improbable. Tip to tip began a streak of their own. They were the Loser Bowl champions and had hopes for next year as they would rebuild their team. On the next and final chapter of FGBL, pissed off fantasy gods, Adam beats his woman. And was Zach even real? Was he real? Uh, is, is, it, is it real? I, I don't know. Are any of us real? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of history there. Um, you know, the Loser Bowl Championship, it matters. Only if you uh, improve your team for the next year. Cost and not. Shh. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. There's I, one I more you. episode. I got you. Don't spoil it. I will not. Um, but yes, you heard it right. Two-time champion, Kale. You know, I gave Austin a little bit of that championship. He had a lot to do with it. Uh, traded for Keenan Allen that year. That was Austin. 
I think that made a lot of the difference. Taking down Max, though, in that playoff run. Um, was that it, you guys that beat Max? It was. It, it was It was a tough. It, was, it came down to a Jared Goff interception. I thought you were about to say Jared Cook. Jared Goff interception in trash time against the Eagles, who we started pick six, got us the win. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. Hell yeah. See, I wish I could look at old teams and like open up scoring weeks and stuff. Only reason no, I know no. that is because it was just yeah. it was so epic. Yeah. You you took out maybe this one I would say the second strongest team that the FGBL has seen. Tyler Smith's team is still number one, but that team was because he traded for Zeke that year too. Like he had a fucking ridiculous ridiculous team he had like two top 10 wide receivers two top 10 running backs Patrick Mahomes his first year starting like there's no reason he should have lost but here we are here we are here I am here Brock is yeah we are here we are with a very much great podcast because of Brock um yeah I wanted to do it but I knew that Brock would ultimately make this podcast great again or for the first time takes it takes a lot of time writing this shit and pulling this shit like there are times in the week i'm like fuck but it's worth it it's worth it it's worth it you you guys enjoy it that's really the only thing i care about the second you guys don't enjoy it anymore please let me know because i'll fucking be done with it I won't. I'll do it by myself. I have a fucking blast. I'll come over to Brock's studio by myself. He can go to sleep. I'll edit for him. It's hard to do, so, you know, that that's one thing that does make it fun. All right, fuck it. It is time to get into the week six preview. Game preview! 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 I think we got it that time. All right. We're going to start off with the Golden God, Mark, 123 points going up against Connor and mixing it up at 85. This one's fucked for him, uh, Connor, that is. Everyone's on bye or hurt, so this will not take long. Um, this will be my suck fest for the week. Yeah, def- definitely the suck fest for the week. Um, Lamar Jackson, 21 over Gardner Minshew, 18. Um, I'll take the running backs, Aaron Jones and Todd Gurley for Mark over Mixon and Fournette. For the wide receivers, um, DK Metcalf's on a bye for Connor. So uh, Diggs and A.J. Brown take it. Dalton Schultz, he's actually projected points. Darren Waller's on a bye. Uh, Super Flex, Kyler Murray projected 25 points going up against the Cowboys on Monday. On the other side, Danny Nichols, 15 points going up against the Redskins. It's Murray. Um, onto the Flex, Justin Jefferson, 10 points going up against the Atlanta Falcons on the other side. Deion Lewis, three points going up against the Washington Redskins. You give that one to Mark as well. And just to avoid the clean sweep, Buccaneers, six points going up against the Green Bay Packers on the other side. For Connor, the Colts projected 14 points going up against the Bengals. I'll give them defense. I'll take Connor in the matchup because the Colts are going to score 82 points. Just kidding. Mark's going to get another win uh, and going to take this series to 2-0 and against... Mixing it up, Connor. I'm sorry. You need a win this week. Damn it. You're behind the eight ball here. Yep, and this is definitely the suck fest. Indeed it is. We have the next recap. The uh, Clarence's squad let Dalvin Cook taking on the Glizzy Gods, C-Stew. Uh, projections here, 122 for Clarence, 106 for C-Stew. Uh, no history between these two teams. Let's get into the quarterback matchup. We have Jared Goff for Clarence, projected 18 points against San Francisco, and Josh Allen, projected 21 against the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to give this one to Jared Gurf. Jared Gurf. Um, I'll give it to Josh Allen, though. In the running back spot, we have Derrick Henry projected 21 points against Houston and Darnell, the man, Anderson. Projected 10 points against San Francisco. Going up against Malcolm Brown and, you know, the drunk driver, the uh, dirt roader, 
Melvin Gordon. Is he going to play? He might. Like He's projected zero points right now. The NFL has never given Like, a how is CBS going to just say oh, yeah. he's not going to play? How, do they not pay attention to history and the NFL not giving a shit about... Seriously, the only thing you can do to get in deep trouble in the NFL is beat your wife on camera. It does If it's off camera, it's, it's fine. But on camera. But, yeah, we're taking Derrick Henry and Darnell. Yep. Wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. The number one uh, there in Carolina projected 13 points against Chicago, and Brandon Cooks projected nine points. I dropped him. You picked him up. You put him in your starting lineup. Let's see how that works out. I don't want to chase those points. Clarence does. But they're going up. He's, uh, they're going up against Devontae Adams and Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think is going to have a bounce-back week. At least I hope so. I'm going to give it to Juju and Devontae. I will give it to Juju and Devontae as well. On to the tight end, we have Jonu Smith projected 13 points against Houston, and Evan Ingram projected eight, eight points against Washington. Uh, I think it's closer than what uh, CBS is calling, but I'm still going to take Juju, uh, Jonu. Yeah, I'll take Jonu as well. PPG, he's like top three right now. Um, I, I think he'll keep it rolling. In the super flex, now in just the regular flex, we have Alexander Madison. Uh, is Dalvin Cook going to play? We are not sure. Sounds like he might play. If he does play, I'm taking Curtis Samuel. If he doesn't play, I'm taking Alexander Madison. Let's just say I'm going to take Alexander Madison. Yep, I will take Alexander Madsen as well, because if it's not Alexander Madsen, it's probably Dalvin Cook, and I'll take him in that position as well. Yes, something I did not think about there. He's got them both. That's a good strategy, Clarence. Good strategy. Teddy Bridgewater projected 15 points playing against the Chicago Bears. Going up against Deshaun Watson, projected 19 points against Tennessee. I'm going to take Watson. Not, I'm not too comfortable with that. Who are you going to take? I, I think I will take Watson as well. And the defense, we have the Cardinals projected 10 points for Clarence and the Bears projected 9 points for C. Stew. I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll take the Cardinals as well. All in all, we're giving it to Clarence. Yep, I think I give it to uh, Let Dalvin Cook as well. All right, on to our next matchup. We have the weapons of ass destruction. Keller, he is projected. He's projected 110 points. On the other side, Brown Cunts Matter. Michael Wyatt projected 136 points. They got. They've got money on the game. Michael just wants to talk shit for an hour. Uh. So we're going with. Football at Michael's house. Weapons of is what it sounds weapons like. of ass destruction minus fifteen or plus fifteen. Who would you take in that? Plus fifteen. Is that what Michael gave him? I I think so. I think that's what Michael Throw gave him. Throwing disrespect on the uh, weapons of ass destruction team. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Let's let's get into it. I'll make my decision. Onto the quarterback, Michael. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 22 points. On the other side, Matt Ryan projected 18 points going up against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to give it to Matt Ryan. This will be a get-right game against a Vikings defense that has not played very well this year. Um, I know I've I've picked against Fitzpatrick nonstop because it makes sense, but it hasn't made any sense. He's proved it wrong every time. He's going up against the Jets, but I, I, I think Matt Ryan has a chip on his shoulder. He has a chip on his shoulder, but 
He does not have a Julio Jones on his team. Yet. He'll be there. I'm going to give it to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Matt Ryan is not the same without Julio. So, yeah. The magic continues for me. All right, on to the running backs. We have James Conner projected 18 points going up against the Browns. And then Kareem Hunt going up against the Steelers projected 17 points. On the other side, Ezekiel Elliott projected 20 points going up against the Arizona Cardinals. And Cam Akers projected 8 points going up against the Niners. you got to give it to Michael's uh, running backs. I don't necessarily have to, but that's I do true. think that's going to be a high-scoring game against uh, with the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers. I know the Steelers' defense is great, but it's one of those divisional games. I think Browns will do everything they can – you know, trick plays and all. And I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I'm going to give it to Michael's, Michael's running backs. All right. On to the wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins projected 18 points going up against the Dallas Cowboys. And Mike Evans projected 14 points going up against the Green Bay Packers for Michael. On the other side for Keller. Tyler Boyd projected 15 points going up against the Indianapolis Colts. And then Terry McLaurin projected 15 points going up against the New York Giants. I think I give it to Hopkins and, and Evans. I do as well. The Dallas matchup and then Mike Evans. It's a tough matchup for him, but he, it it doesn't matter for him half the time. Hopkins, uh, 35 points this week. Nope. On to the tight end. TJ Hawkinson projected 10 points going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. On the other side, Rob Gronkowski projected 6 points going up against the Green Bay Packers. I'm giving it to Hawkinson. I'm not giving it to Gronk. Just not. I'll give this one to Gronk. On to the super flex. We have Big Dick Nick Foles projected 14 points going up against the Carolina Panthers. On the other side, maybe Drew Locke projected 10 points going up against the New England Patriots, and I'll give it to Nick Foles. Not going up against the Patriots. That's that's the big swinger. Okay, me too. On to the flex. Odell Beckham projected 11 points going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the other side, Chris Godwin projected 8 points at the moment going up against the Green Bay Packers. If Godwin plays, I give it to Godwin. I'm going to give it to Odell. Like I said, I think that game is going to be high scoring. I think they're going to have to give the ball to Odell. they got to get that win. Odell is the way to do it. And then on to the defense. To add salt to the wound, the Washington football team defense for Michael going up against the New York Giants. On the other side, you have the Chiefs projected 10 points going up against the Buffalo Bills. And I'll give it to the football team because the Lions... The Giants are awful. I'll give it to Michael as well. And all in all, I give it to Michael. I think even with the 15-point spread, I Michael. I give it to Michael even with the 15 points as well. Um, yeah, he, he, takes, he, he takes the win here. On to the next preview, we have Chef Russ and the Medical Marijuana Suppositories taking on the Buffalo Soldiers. Let's see if somebody can take down max it's gonna have to it's it's gotta happen eventually right let's see if he can do it this week nick rolling out andy dalton paying up getting the red rifle he's projected 18 points going up against arizona and on the other side patrick mahomes going up against the buffalo bills patrick mahomes Yep, I'll give it to Patrick Mahomes as well. And the running backs. Nick, starting Jonathan Taylor and Kenyon Drake. Predicted, Taylor predicted 17 points against Cincinnati. Drake predicted 11 points against Dallas. And for Max, um, I think, yeah. Robinson, that is... Jared Robinson projected 14 points looking for a bounce back week against the Detroit Lions and Antonio Gibson projected 12 points against the Giants I give this one to Nick's running backs yeah I think I think Jaquiz Robinson does have a good Game. I think Jonathan Taylor has a big game. I hope Jonathan Taylor has a big game. I'll give it to yeah. I'll give it to Nick's running backs as well. 
And for the wide receivers, we have Calvin. And also, sorry, yeah. going back to the last one, I think Mahomes absolutely stomps out Andy Dalton because Andy, you know me. I've had my fair share of Andy Dalton. You've had Andy Dalton without a great offensive line and three of the best weapons a quarterback could ask for. I've had him I've had him good. I've had him bad. Uh, he's given me negative points. The Red Rifle has boned me on multiple occasions, and it's never comfortable or satisfying. But him, during prime time, is an absolute train wreck. Well, yeah. Absolute train wreck. Every every time. Maybe there's one game I can think of where he threw like four touchdowns and three of them were to A.J. Green. Besides that, he is god-awful on prime time. Maybe, anyway. yeah, maybe he's on the right team. Maybe he, he likes the medical marijuana suppositories. Maybe that's the difference maker here. Uh, but we're still giving it to Mahomes. In the wide receivers, we have... Calvin Ridley projected 16 points against Minnesota, and Robert Woods projected 13 points against San Francisco. And for Max, Tyreek Hill, and Cooper Cup projected 15 and 14 points. Tyreek Hill against Buffalo struggles. Cooper Cup, we I think Cooper Cup's in for a big game. See, I'm not sure about Cooper Cup. And since it's Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, their secondary is really banged up. And Cooper Cup isn't a really pick-on-the-secondary kind of guy. You know, he more linebackers and whatnot playing in the slot. Robert Woods, I think I think Robert Woods is, is the big swing. And I think Calvin Ridley has a big game against that, once again. Uh, very not good Minnesota Vikings defense. I'm going to take Ridley and Woods. In this matchup, tight end we have Hayden Hurst against Minnesota, projected seven points, and Travis Kelsey projected fourteen against Buffalo. Kelsey, Kelsey. In the flex, we have Devin Singletary projected twelve points against the Chiefs, and C.D. Lamb projected ten points against Arizona. C.D. Lamb, yeah, I like C.D. Lamb here. Yeah, I think I'll give C.D. Lamb as well. In the Superflex, we have a close one here. Matt Stafford projected 19 points for Nick going up against the Jaguars. And Aaron Rodgers projected 20 points against Tampa Bay. I like Matt Stafford coming off a bye. I agree. I like the, the matchup better for Stafford as well. Aaron Rodgers is always is also coming off of a bye, and he's been playing fucking phenomenal this year. But um, in this one, I, I, I'll just give it to the matchup, and I think you know the Jaguars are definitely easier to beat through the air. And a couple of the best defenses in the league, the Patriots and the Steelers. Nick uh, rolling with the Steelers, projected 14 points against Cleveland, and the Patriots 15 against Denver. I'll give it to, to uh, the Patriots defense. I'll give it to the Patriots as well. So, it looks like we have a close one here, and it's going to be tough for us to pick who's going to win this. History would tell us to pick uh, Max because he has the best team. He always has the best team. He's due for a loss, though. I think Nick delivers the loss. I think Nick could definitely upset him. I th- or I think it's going to be a you know a real close game. I really do. I think that Mahomes Dalton swing though is is huge. Uh, yep, uh, I think I'll give it to Max. Alrighty, on to the next preview. We have ODB in the eight pound shits going up against Mud Brock versus Kyle. Uh, you know, could have been the suck fest of the week. But, like we said, Connor is dealing with a lot of buys. Um, Brock, you, you got to have that win. This this series is tied at 2-2. Two and two. Um, Let's get right into it. We have Ryan Tannehill for Kyle, projected 19 points against Houston, and Joe Burrow, projected 15 against Indy. Tough matchup for Burrow. Again, I'm going to give it to Tannehill. 
For the running backs, we have Brock rolling out Clyde, projected 16 points against Buffalo, and Miles Sanders projected 15 points against Baltimore. Tough matchups for Brock. On the other side, Raheem Mostert projected 14 points against the Rams, and Jarek McKinnon projected six points against the Rams. Tough matchups. <laughs> Tough matchup. Um, same team, two running backs. I give this one to Brock because, hey, Miles Sanders proved that he can produce against tough defense. In the wide receiver spot, newly acquired Chase Claypool, Mapletron, as they say. He is Canadian. Oh, gosh, he's Canadian? He is Canadian. Chase Claypool is officially on the trade block. I hate Canada. Well, he's a rookie, and he is producing. He's coming off the top uh, performance of the week, but only projected 11 points going up against the Cleveland Browns and another rookie for Brock, T. Higgins, projected 10 points against... God, you have some tough matchups for your uh, players this week. The Indianapolis Colts. For Kyle, Devontae Parker projected 14 against the Jets. And Hollywood Brown projected 12 points against the Eagles. I will go with Kyle's wide receivers. Uh, It's hard to trust rookies. I mean, probably not this year and last year, but... I just I'm gonna go with uh, the matchups, and that is Kyle's receivers. Yeah, I definitely don't like this. I'm hoping uh, Julio or Chark play. Hunter Henry is on his bye for Brock in the tight end spot, so I'm gonna go with George Kittle for Kyle um, in the flex. Darius Slayton against Washington projected 14 points, and the tight end Robert Tanyan. Projected nine points against Tampa Bay. Oh. What if I told you that Darius Slayton has a really nice matchup? And what if I told you that Tampa Bay has done really good against safeties? Against tight ends? Yes, sorry. Their safeties have done good against tight ends. I would say either way, I think Robert Tanyan, it's, 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 it's fluky to me. It, he did all that without Devontae Adams, who is their main touchdown scorer, who's back this week. Who's back. I'm going to give it to Darius Slayton. You have convinced me, Brock. I'm also going to pick your super flex. Kirk Cousins over Jimmy Garoppolo. Cousins projected 18 points against Atlanta. Good matchup there. Jimmy Garoppolo projected 5 points against the Rams. Kirk Cousins for me. Uh, In the defense, we have the Ravens projected 18 points against Philadelphia. And the Giants for Kyle projected 15 points against Washington. I'm taking... Your defense here, Brock. Overall, I think you need to get a tight end in there. Yep, definitely. And I think Brock gets a win here. I think... um, If it wasn't for Connor, this would definitely be the suck fest. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like I said, Darius Slate could have a big day. Kirk Cousin... Picked in for a uh, excellent, excellent performance, and I don't like starting two running backs on the same team. I don't think it works out for you, Kyle. So I'm gonna take Brock. All right, I'll take it. I will take it. We will see. Uh, like Michael said, it's actually a shame either of us get a win because it, it's yeah. I'm not happy about it, but we'll we'll see how. Like I said, once I get past this week. Schedules really start to open up, but it doesn't matter. I may be eliminated. I'm done bitching about my team. I deserve this trainer. I, I my team's been good enough for like five years. I deserve. I need. 
a train wreck year was coming. Rest on your laurels. That's right. I make all these fucking commercials about how great I am. Now look at me. Now look at me. Anyway, on to the next matchup. Tip to tip, 129 points. They are uh, going up against Todd, the fetus eaters. Projected 130 points. They have a close game, so let's get into it. Uh, on to the quarterbacks. Big Ben projected 20 points. That is for Costin. On the other side, Cam Newton projected 21 points going up against the Denver Broncos. I think I will give this one to Cam Newton. On to the running backs. David Johnson projected 15 points going up against the Tennessee Titans. And Rojo projected 13 points going up against the Green Bay Packers. On the other side, Mike Davis projected 20 points going up against the Chicago Bears. And Frank Gore projected 6 points going up against the Miami Dolphins. I'm actually going to give it to David Johnson and Rojo. Um, I like Rojo's matchup. Uh, Packers have been pretty middle of the road against the, the run. Um, David Johnson, I'm a little worried about that matchup, but yeah, Frank Gore's just not good. On to the wide receiver. Adam Thielen projected 18 points going up against the Atlanta Falcons, and Kenny Galladay projected 17 points going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is for Costin. On the other side, Jameson Crowder projected 17 points going up against the Miami Dolphins, and Allen Robinson projected 13 points going up against the Carolina Panthers. I give it to Adam Thielen and Kenny Galladay. I like the matchups. I like the talent. Everybody kind of has a, a, a pretty nice matchup here on both sides, but I think I'll give it to Thielen and Galladay. On to the tight end, though. Tyler Higby projects seven points going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Three touchdowns? I feel like he's due. On the other side, though, Mark Andrews projected 11 points going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to give this to Mark Andrews. Um, the Eagles have one really good defensive player. His name is Darius Slay. I think he will lock up Antonio or uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown because he's been locking up everybody this year. He's been playing great. So I think uh, because of that, Mark Andrew feasts. On to the flex. We have David Montgomery projected 15 points going up against the Carolina Panthers. On the other side, Will Fuller for Todd projected 13 points going up against the Tennessee Titans. I will give this one to Will Fuller. Don't know why. Sure, you don't want to take the number tw- number twenty one running back. Is he twenty one so on yours on your phone? No. Um, <laughs> here's what's happening. I think Michael has something to do with the the rankings. We might have another conspiracy theory in the making. Michael's trying to do away with the stats on the year. He don't want to lose that bet. But we're trusting the process. DeMont, uh, r- running back two on the year. All right, you heard it here. On to the super flex. Kyle Allen projected 10 points going up against the New York Giants. On the other side, Tom Brady projected 20 points going up against the Packers. You got to give it to Brady, I think. You don't have to. I am, though. Okay. On to the defenses, the Los Angeles Rams going up against the San Francisco 49ers projected 14 points. And on the other side for Todd, the 49ers defense going up against the LA Rams projected 9 points. I'll give this one to the Rams. All and all. Todd leads the series 4-1, to but um, the one win that we do have against Todd right now was week uh, 14 in 2017. When we knocked him out of the playoffs, um, on our way to the championship, I think I think that probably still uh, hurts Todd a little bit. He had a good team that year. He probably forgot all about it until now. I'm giving it to Todd. I okay. think his regular season dominance over you guys continues continues um but we'll see like i said it it looks like it's gonna be a close matchup if kyle allen can come out and perform it is against the giants so i think there's a good possibility but like i said if he can come out and perform that that takes it like i said tyler higby who knows when he's gonna go off for three points but and that is the end of the week six recap so yeah i'm ready for it once again thank you guys for listening we appreciate you Um. Anybody who wants to join, I know Nick. Uh, 
he talked about it. But. Yep. Nick wants on. Kyle wants on. Keller wants on. Clarence wants on, but he's working a whole bunch. My, I think Michael would jump on any chance he got. Austin. Austin. Max. I don't know. I'm just saying people in the league now. Everyone's welcome. Juju. You do? Juju, I heard he, he he's kind of hip with the podcast. Maybe he'll come join us one time. Maybe he will. But until we hear from Juju, we're not going to hold our breaths, but we will say, keep, keep it, it crispy. You guys are bitches. You guys are bitches. You guys are bitches. You don't even know what you're talking about. You guys are assholes. I want my I want my money back. 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 You guys are bitches. I want my I want my money back. I want my I want my money back. You guys are bitches. You don't even know what you're talking about. You guys are assholes.